0: A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the Apostles and to the communal life, to the breaking of bread and to the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, and many wonders and signs were done through the Apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their property and possessions and divide them among all according to each other's needs. Every day, they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. They ate their meals with exultation and sincerity of heart, praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. And every day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of the Lord.
1: Yeah, if- Thank you. Of THE JUST, GIVE THANKS TO THE LORD for- AND REJOICE IN IT, GIVE THANKS TO THE LORD FOR HE
0: reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in his great mercy gave us a new birth to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by the power of God are safeguarded through faith, to a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the final time. In this you rejoice, although now for a little while, you may have to suffer through various trials so that the genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that is perishable, even though tested by fire, may prove to be for praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Although you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now yet believe in him, you rejoice With an indescribable and glorious joy as you attain the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The Word of the Lord.
2: THE LORD BE WITH YOU
1: AND WITH YOUR SPIRIT.
2: A READING FROM THE HOLY GOSPEL ACCORDING TO JOHN. GLORY TO YOU, O LORD. ON THE EVENING OF THE FIRST DAY OF THE WEEK, WHEN THE DOORS WERE LOCKED WHERE THE DISCIPLES WERE FOR FEAR OF THE JEWS, JESUS CAME AND STOOD IN THEIR MIDST and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on him and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgiven, forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, the disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You have come to believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other things in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord.
3: I wish to give a warm welcome to anyone who might be visiting the cathedral today. Thank you so much for coming and joining with us in the celebration of Holy Mass. In our first reading today from the Acts of the Apostles, we get a glimpse of what the early church was like And one of the things that's pointed out very carefully is that the people gathered for what they called the breaking of the bread. And what is meant here is the celebration of Mass. It was referred to as the breaking of the bread because of what Jesus did at the Last Supper. He took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, He gave it to his disciples and said, take this all of you, of course, and eat it. This is my body. And so he told us, of course, to do this in his memory. And this is what they were doing in the early church. They were gathering for the celebration of Holy Mass. It's been an essential part of the life of the Church from the very beginning. And so, it's opportune for us to continue our reflections on the various parts of of the Mass and the meaning, so that every time we come here, we can enter deeper and deeper and deeper into this beautiful celebration. Now, so far we've talked about the the very beginning, the first part of the Mass, called the Introductory Rites. And we've talked about the Liturgy of the Word, which centers on the proclamation of the readings from Sacred Scripture. And now as we enter into the, the second main part of the Mass, the Liturgy of the Eucharist, we come to the Eucharistic prayer. And so let us just ponder what the church has to say about the Eucharistic prayer. The church says, now the center and the high point of the entire celebration begins, namely the Eucharistic prayer itself, that is the prayer of thanksgiving and sanctification. So, the word Eucharist really means thanksgiving. And as we enter into this solemn point, the high point of the Mass, it's an offering of thanks and praise to the Father along with the self-offering of Jesus Christ his bread and wine are changed into his very body and blood. So it's a prayer of thanksgiving. And the church continues describing this prayer. The priest calls upon the people to lift up their hearts to the Lord in prayer and thanksgiving. Does that sound familiar to you? There's that part of the Mass where I say, The Lord be with you. You respond, and with your spirit, I say, lift up your hearts. You respond, we lift them up to the Lord. And say, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. This is the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer. When you hear these words, this is the beginning of the prayer. And then the church continues. He associates the people with himself in the prayer that he addresses in the name of the entire community to God the Father through Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit. Furthermore, the meaning of this prayer is that the whole congregation of the faithful joins with Christ in confessing the great deeds of God and in the offering of sacrifice. And so, in the Eucharistic prayer, what is this sacrifice that all of you are offering? You're offering your life and your heart to God. That's the deepest way of participating in the Eucharistic prayer. It's time for you to offer your entire life and your entire heart to God. Offer Him everything that happened in the last week, all of the joys of the week, all of the sorrows of the week, all of the blessings of the week, all of the struggles of the week. Offer that to the Lord. Offer up to the Lord all the people you need to pray for. People in your life who who might be experiencing a serious illness or might be going through difficult times or or things that you're, you're worried or concerned about. Offer that to the Lord. Just don't let this time go by. This is a time to offer thanksgiving, to offer praise, and to offer the Lord the sacrifice of our life and our hearts along with the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. Don't just let this moment go by. Let every part of your life be poured out to the Father. And then the church continues. The Eucharistic prayer requires that everybody listens to it with reverence and in silence. The Eucharistic prayer requires that everybody listens to it with reverence and in silence. So as an outward sign of this reverence, after the holy, holy, we we kneel down. And it is so important to have silence in our hearts that we really have our mind and heart focused on what's taking place. During the Eucharistic prayer, when the priest says the words of Jesus at the Last Supper, a miracle takes place before our eyes. Bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Christ. The one sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary is made present to us. And it's important for us to have the interior silence of our hearts, that our entire attention is devoted into what's going on here. Now of course, it's very easy for us to become distracted and whenever that happens, we just don't get too upset about it, just focus our mind and our hearts just back to the Lord. And as you notice in the things we've been reflecting on with Holy Mass, this word silence keeps coming up again and again and again. The church talked about the importance of silence in the introductory rites in the beginning. It talked about the importance of silence in the liturgy of the word, and it talked about the importance of silence now in the Eucharistic prayer. And ultimately, it's not a matter of just the absence of exterior sound. It's really a matter of the silence of the heart. For example, I think it's really good to hear babies crying in church. That's a wonderful sound. It's the way they're praising the Lord. And, 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 and so it's not just the absence of things like this. It's good that we have babies crying in church. i love to hear it their way of praising the Lord. They're talking about interior silence, the silence of our hearts, that we can truly be focused on the Lord. And so there are a couple different parts of the Eucharistic prayer. I'd like to just look at two of them today. The first is called the preface. And we've already talked about that a little bit. And it begins with this dialogue. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And then the preface begins a great prayer of thanksgiving. The priest will say, It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. And then if you listen to the preface, you know, there there are several different prefaces that can preface prayers that are used at Mass. But if you listen to it after this introduction, it's it's right and just to give the Lord praise. It lists a whole bunch of things that we're we're thankful for. It recounts some some of the works of God in our salvation. And we give the Lord thanks. Listen for those. It is truly right and just to give you thanks. And listen to what we're thankful for. You know, join with that in your hearts. That's what this whole preface is about. It it begins with this joyous prayer of thanksgiving, thanking God for the so many blessings he's given us, because then we're going to be focusing on the best of all blessings, the blessing of his Son given to us in the Holy Eucharist. The second element or or part of the Eucharistic prayer that follows after this is this acclamation, or it's the holy, holy. And in a certain sense, we, we join with all of the angels in giving praise and thanks to God. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. And then we have this word that comes up. The word Hosanna, we use it all the time. Have we thought, well, what does it really mean after all? Hosanna, Hosanna. It literally means save us. We pray save us. We pray save us. A very fitting thing to keep in mind, especially on Mercy Sunday, where we implore the Lord's mercy. And here, we ask the Lord to save us. And on this very altar, not long after that, the one sacrifice of our salvation is made present. It's an answer to that prayer, save us. When the sacrifice of Jesus for our sins is made present on this very altar, and he's offered to the Father. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we have such a beautiful prayer in the Holy Mass. It has a rich and deep meaning. When we come to the Eucharistic prayer, let us truly lift up our hearts to the Lord. Let us give Him thanks and praise for the many blessings He's bestowed upon us. Let us implore His mercy and salvation. And let us offer our entire life and heart to God as the finest expression of our thanks and praise and gratitude for the most precious gift the Lord gives us in the Holy Eucharist.